You're listening to Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Dockerty. Welcome to the Veeam Partner Perspectives podcast. I'm Eric Dockerty. My guest today is Mark Brunstad, Global Customer Success and Enablement Director with Veeam. More specifically, he's the mind behind the direction for partner education. You've been part of some great education teams at other organizations, Mark. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, prior to Veeam, I spent uh, a little over nine years at VMware. I started out as a technical instructor there, uh, teaching you know the VCP program, essentially, is when it, it started about that same time, about 2005 when I started. I uh, was also a course designer. Um, I built curricula, you know, programs for technical uh, pre and post sales people also for sales. Um, and then I ended up uh, my career at VMware running the VCDX program, which is the you know, VMware, uh, VMware's top tier certification. Essentially, what we were doing there was training and certifying architects for the G2000. Uh, people could go in and, you know, do very large multi-site infrastructure designs successfully for the largest customers that VMware had. Uh, after VMware, I went to Nutanix, where I was in a similar role. I started out really bootstrapping the education program there, the Nutanix uh, Certified Professional Program, and ended up uh, running the NPX program there, which was also another top-level uh, architect training and certification program. So that's what I was doing uh, prior to coming to Veeam. I came to Veeam a little over a year ago, and now I've just jumped into you know the education role with both feet. And we're looking to build programs out that essentially, you know, the goal really, uh, as far as partners are concerned, especially, is to build enablement programs that include training and assessments and certifications uh, that give partners tools they need as practitioners with a Veeam practice, the tools they need to make more money, right, and take on bigger uh projects, you know, larger, uh, with larger customers. And, you know, the, the value of those programs or programs that we're looking to design is that, it, you know, we're going to be giving tools that help you, you know, build your Veeam practice and be successful uh, with the Veeam products at, with the largest customers. Yeah, that's exciting. So I, I think, and I've, we've already seen it a little bit over the past year, uh, a real evolution coming in our education program and, and what the vision is. So, 2023 was really kind of a transition year for education at Veeam. Um, can you give us a little background of where we were at the beginning of the year and and what we did to get to where we are today? Sure. I mean, th- when I first landed at Veeam, one of the things that I did you know, right out of the gate was to have a look at how the assessments, especially the certification programs, were actually being built and delivered. Uh, And one of the things that you need to do if you're going to have these programs be industry-leading programs is to pay attention to the science involved in actually building the certification exams and then building the training to support uh, the certifications that you're looking for people to achieve. So one of the first things I did was reach out out to Alpine uh, Testing Solutions, which is a company that we used uh, at at VMware and also at Nutanix. Uh, they're an industry leading psychometric house, if you will. So there's this whole science called psychometrics and it's the science, it's a scientific discipline that's really concerned with the construction of assessment tools, exams, measurements, and so on. And using the science to actually build the certification programs helps you really focus in on exactly what it is you need the people who are doing particular jobs to know, what skills they need to have, 
and then you know allows you to effectively assess those skills and and give them certification so that you know when someone achieves a certification for example the certification and they're going to be a pre-sales person or a post-sales technical person whatever the role is that you can say if they've passed this certification they definitely have the skills uh, and definitely have you know all the knowledge they need to be successful in that job role so the first step is always applying the science and aligning the certifications, you know, to particular job roles that you know are out there in the ecosystem, people need to be really good at to be successful. Uh, and then you align the trainings uh, to get people to the levels uh, and make sure that you know you're actually providing the supports and so on as they as they gain the skills and as they gain knowledge, so you can certify them. So that's really what we did, and we spent most of 2023 doing that and aligning the programs to the science and making sure that, you know, we had everything out there that was necessary for our partners and our customers to be successful. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the the VMCE program that we launched this year was kind of a hybrid of the way we used to do things plus the way we want to do things going forward, right? So the next version will probably be fully in the model you just discussed. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, all of these certification programs, what people, a lot of people don't understand necessarily is that you have a program, you know, like the VMCE program, uh, that's sort of the flagship program that Veeam has out there, the Veeam Certified Engineer. Um, so it has to do double duty, meaning there are partners, practitioners, people who are on the solution design and delivery side, right? They build the solutions, deliver them, and so on for the customers. There are also customer end users who are looking to gain skills to operate those solutions. So these programs do double duty. You know, we train our partners on them. On the practitioner side, we train our end users on them. On the, on the consumer, the user side, and you know, finding that balance where it's an effective program for the practitioner, you know, technical enablement and education program for the practitioner, and also very useful for the people who are running these these uh, solutions of production. Um, that's another thing that we did as well. So evolving the BMCE program so that it's effective in both of those domains is really the other thing that we did. So we were really heavily partner biased, I would say, in the program previously. So one of the things we've done is we've added other things to it to make it effective for both of those audiences, because you get an opportunity really to build one program. It's, a, it's an economics thing, right? And you yeah. want to make sure that you're, you're able to cover. You'd love to have two tracks, one for partners and one for end users, but yeah, that's... <laughs> Very, yeah, very few, very few uh, uh, organizations have been able to have the luxury to do that. Um, so, you know, you gain a reputation with a program and, and it generally serves both of those audiences, the practitioners and the, and the end users. And we just, you know, we're making sure that we're, we're paying more attention to efficacy for the customer end user. So, that's well, I think it's interesting, too, as, as you know, I, I've been involved in the exam component of the VMCE for a few years now and kind of to the side for the VMCA. But I've seen the evolution of the VMCA to be a very useful partner tool um, instead of just, a, you know, a few years ago, it was very, very difficult exam. So it was kind of like way above what the VMCE was. Um, what are your thoughts? I'm starting to see those more as parallel tracks that the VMCA should be something that the partners should really be taking a look at moving forward because they use, unless they're the day-to-day operations folks at the partner, if they're the pre-sales engineers, they're using a lot more of those skills that are covered in a VMCA type course than they are probably the ones in the VMCE. They need to understand what's in the VMCE, 
but those other those other skills are really what they're using day to day. Sure. I mean, there's the technical foundational part of it, right? Which is, do I understand how the technology works? Can I get into, you know, all the the bits, the bit level stuff with the technology and, and really, really, you know, be able to turn that inside out and understand every aspect of how the technology functions. That That's important. And, you know, the foundational programs, we, we, we want to teach that kind of stuff at the VMCE level. Here's the product, here's what it does, and, you know, here's exactly how all the features and functionality impact, you know, uh, usage and so on. Then above that is this idea of an architect, right? Someone who can come in and actually design a solution for a particular set of business goals that a customer has. So, you know, the, the foundational stuff, you definitely have to know that because you have to apply the Veeam solution, you have to know the technology. But then there's this whole science of how do I actually do solution design and delivery? So there's all kinds of frameworks out there. There's Zachman, there's Togaf, there's there's all these frameworks that, that really teach you a fundamental set of skills. And you can break them down pretty simply. It's basically, you know, how do I do discovery with a customer? How do I sit down and ask intelligent questions? So I know exactly what business problems I'm trying to solve with the technology. Because you know, it's going to be unique for every customer. They no, no two customers are exactly the same. No two use cases are exactly the same. They can be similar, but they're not exactly. So, you know, teach teach a, a practitioner how to do the discovery part, right? And then how to actually build out a framework where they plug the technology in to solve the business problem. Then how do they have those discussions with the customers? How do they do the implementation, validation, all these different things? That's like the goal of a VMCA program. So that's really the money skill, if you will, for a partner, right? Is can I do the solution design and delivery consistently, effectively, and successfully every time? So you need a process, you need a framework for that. And that's the kind of stuff that you teach in a, in a program like VMCA. So yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, the foundational uh, technical knowledge we deliver that. And then after that, we deliver the framework for, for success with uh, solution design and delivery. And that's the role of VMCA. Yeah, I've become a real fan of the VMCA. And I know that the, the next version of that is being worked on. Um, and from what I understand, you know, it's not going to stray too far from what we've had in the current version. Um, I wish it more. I, I've tried to get more people involved in it, but they still go to VMCE. But we'll uh, we'll get them along there. Um yeah, you know, something interesting that you, that happened this year, in addition to doing, um, you know, everything that we've talked about, is we went and created and or we're in the process of, I guess it's not officially released yet, an on-demand course uh, is being developed. And what were the uh, the thoughts and the process there? Because this is something totally different when it comes to our certification program. We've had on-demand learning for individual things or smaller things, or for example, our VMSP and VMTSP, but never for the full VMCE class. Um, so what, what do we have there? Yeah. So, you know, the pressure to have self-paced courses is always out there. Anytime you're trying to do enablement at scale, especially for partners who are in the field, having to actually, you know, that's their bread and butter, right? Is how much time they spend in the field with customers, their billable hours and so on. So, you know, Veeam has always had this instructor-led uh, model for actually teaching the VMCE course. So, you know, it's three days out of field and and the travel costs of people are actually going to physical location, you know, and uh, the expense uh, and so on around instructor-led training has always, you know, led to requests or asks, especially from the partner community, for self-paced training. Um, 
it's a very large course uh, to do self-paced. And a lot of times, you know, the thing that really holds you back from doing self-paced stuff around serious technical enablement is the, you know, the lack of an ability to have hands-on labs as part of the instructional as part of the course. So instructor-led training, I mean, uh, with hands-on labs and an instructor that are facilitated, it's always been sort of the gold standard of knowledge transfer, right, of education. So the challenge was really, we want to listen to our partners and, and have self-paced options available. It's just how do we get the same goodness that you'd get in an instructor-led environment, you know, very deep dives into things with the opportunity to apply hands-on, you know, to reinforce with hands-on. How do we do that? Well, we piloted a course uh, that, that we built uh, this last October where we had labs built into into the self-paced environment. And we spent a lot of time on the curriculum design, making sure that you were getting the same quality of instruction and the same level of engagement with the product that you get in an instructor-led uh, training environment. And the pilot went really, really well. Um, the, the CSAT scores were very high. Um, everyone really liked the content and people have had very good success so far passing the VMCE exam, which is, you know, sort of the measurement, you know, how, how effective is it? Or is it really preparing people to take the assessment that you've built? So, you know, that's all been, that that's all gone absolutely great. And we're planning on rolling that out uh, in Q1. So there will be an option alongside the ILT um, of this self-paced course. So success with that, is making us think, you know, for the future, should we be putting out a lot more of these high quality, you know, engaging self-paced trainings for other things that we're trying to do? And the answer is yes. I mean, there's a lot of advantages to it. Um, you know, like we said, it's the economics of time out of field and so on for practitioners. That's one thing we want to address. The other thing, of course, is the cost. Can you actually deliver these at a cost that's better uh, for the end user and also for partners uh, than we can offer with instructor-led training, right? So, and then scalability is another big thing. You know, we can put many, many thousands of people through these self-paced trainings uh, very easily. It's very, very, very scalable as demand scales up. So all these things make it attractive. So we are going to go ahead and all of the things that we're planning on doing for the future, the adding to the instructional catalog, the education catalog, uh, there are going to be self-paced options for those trainings. I, I personally think it's great because that's, as somebody who talks to partners all day, every day, I, that's the first thing I hear is that it's not just the cost of the class, it's the cost of the resource out of the field. It's the cost of the time to study. Um, anything you can do to alleviate that is going to make it easier for a partner to swallow. So. And, and I agree, the, the folks I talked to, and I, I actually ran through the class as well. Um, I was really pleased with it. I think it's uh, I think it's going to have a potential of getting us more certifications done in a rapid amount of time as opposed to, and nothing against the instructor-led, because I love the instructor-led. I've sat through many of those too, but there's only so many instructors. You can only have as many classes as there are instructors if, you're hold, if they're holding nothing but Veeam. I know those folks have to do multiple different uh, different topics beyond Veeam. Um, so I think that we're going to be able to really flood the market with that. And again, um, you know, I, th I think because of what's coming up in 2024, you know, we just we just released uh, 23H2 slash 12.1. Um, there's a potential, I think, to rapidly put things out in the, uh, the on-demand version for additional training, either for, you know, supplemental for like a 12.1 or uh, an orchestrator or 365 or pick your favorite theme product. And, you know, I think that there's an easier way to put those out there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that, you know, I think anytime you can do the, the, 
many, many to one, the, the massive multi-user environment. I think it's better. Yeah, funny you should mention that because there's a couple other things at play here too, which kind of make it necessary for us to, to expand these education offerings. And and you touched on it when you said, you know, uh, Veeam 1 and VRO and 23H2 uh, and 12.1, that big, that big uh, release that Veeam just dropped. So one thing that an observation I'll make about the programs that Veeam has had out there, the education enablement programs have been really focused on backup and replication. So that's been the Veeam thing for from day one, right? You know, and, and that's really been the product that that really has the traction in, in the ecosystem and the one that everybody knows. But as you know, um, and as our customers know and partners know, the platform that we're putting out there that we've that we've just released is much, much more than just backup and replication. So we need to train people on the instrumentation side of it, on monitoring, for example, and management, uh, and also absolutely on automation. So, you know, large companies, especially enterprise companies, which is uh, one of the major targets for Veeam, you know, going forward, they have these infrastructures where, you know, if we're going to be offering surety against ransomware attacks, recoverability against all the things that can happen to your infrastructure now, we have to have more than just the backup and replication function down. We have to be monitor, we have to be able to do analytics, and we have to have automated recovery in there uh, if we're going to get these near zero RPO, RTO environments uh, protected the way we want to do with the Veeam product. So if we have to go beyond backup and replication and what's traditionally taught in BMCE, we have to greatly expand the curriculum. So we need to teach people not only the BNR product, but all three products in the Veeam data platform. We also have to teach things that we haven't taught before, which are, hey, you know, how do I fit into a security framework? You know, how does the Veeam product enhance availability and manageability and performance, recoverability, security, and scalability, the things that we're looking at? Um, and, you know, teach things like, okay, here's how I fit into a security framework like NIST, for example. So we roll these things up into a much bigger curriculum. Uh, we have to have a more seat time, more opportunity to teach people. Uh, again, that just really amplifies the need to to not take someone out of field for like a five, six, seven day training course and offer this stuff, you know, be a self-paced. So that's definitely something that we need to do. That's definitely in the cards for what's coming up uh, in after this release of 23H2. Uh, and we're going to be doing something called the Veeam Data Platform Security Expert Curriculum, which is all of the things that I just talked about, right? Builds on the foundational uh, knowledge that you get through VMCE and BNR. Adds Veeam One, adds VRO, adds the security framework things, that you, and all of the other things that you need to know if you're going to be enhancing the security posture of an enterprise using Veeam. So that's definitely coming. That's definitely self-paced. That's something we can look forward to piloting in Q1. Uh, yeah, that's really a, that's exciting. I saw the um, I saw this the slide with all the forthcoming badges on it when I was at the Veeam 100 Summit, um, and people were excited about it because there were things, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but specific tracks too. It's not only just like the traditional one we have, but now, you know, looking at VCSP, looking at the other products, it was, it was a lot of options. It was too funny. One, one person in the room looked at it and goes, do you really expect us to get all these badges? You know, how are we going to ever maintain all these? <laughs> and somebody just goes, nobody said you had to get them all. Um, which is true. Pick the track that makes the most sense to you. You know, did everybody, when Microsoft came out with like 10 different flavors of the MCSE back in the day, did everybody go out and get all of them? No, you went and got the one that made the most sense for the the role you were in. Yeah, and, and Veeam, you know, Veeam has multiple 
products already has multiple competencies in place for partners that they can earn, right? And there's really, you know, six separate tracks if you look at it already. Uh, there's the BNR track, there's the security ransomware disaster recovery track, which is the full Beam data platform. We've got public cloud protection, we've got protection for Microsoft 365 and container protection as well, you know, for our custom products. So there are a lot of different, uh, what I would call learning journeys or learning paths that partners and customers can take. And we'll just continue to up the quality and increase the depth of, of the technical skills that we're imparting through these programs as time goes on. So you will see additional versions of, you know, engineer level, VMCE level certifications from Veeam uh, to cover, you know, all of these different tracks and the different product sets that people are using. So you can look forward. I, I love that as, as, the, as the partner guy, because um, if there's one thing that's always true, it's that partners won't sell what they're not comfortable with. And they don't have as much experience with things like orchestrator and veeam one and and heck there's places i know many places where they've sold veeam one and it's not really used because they didn't really know how to describe it and implement it for people so having that kind of training is only going to help the customer get what they need the partner sell more to those customers and veeam to get what we want and that's the complete solution out there because we hear so many times well veeam doesn't do this well it's more like you don't understand what we actually do. So, you you know, you're, you're seeing holes where there aren't holes because there's holes in your education. And it sounds like 2024 is going to be the year of filling the holes in the education. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, what we want to have as a reputation at Veeam, you know, and especially on the, on the enablement and education and, and certification side is we want to have the reputation where you, you consume the programs and you walk away from those with, a usable toolbox of skills that helps you solve customer problems and make money doing it, right? Which is the whole goal. We never want to have box check, you know, type of, of programs where I'm just doing this to transact business with Beam, uh, and I'm not really adding to my skill set, you know, because if if you're not adding to partner skill sets and customer skill sets. Uh, then there really isn't an incentive for them to to engage with you and learn these things and fill those holes, right? But if it's profitable to do so, then people will do it. And that's the measurement that I want to use for these programs is, you know, are, are people leaving these programs and being successful in the business that they're in, you know, be it on practitioner side or, or being as an end user administrator for one of these environments? If the answer is yes, it will take off. So we will make the answer yes. That's my goal. Well, and that's, that makes the most sense because, you know, I deal with, with, you know, frontline pre-sales folks, operations folks at partners and also the management. And what we found is the, the end user, the end person, the SE is interested in getting the certs done, but until it's a priority for the sale, for the leadership, either the sales leadership or the technical leadership, it doesn't get done. And showing them that path of how, you know, path to profitability through that education suddenly makes it a priority. That's one of the biggest battles we always have is like, well, what's, what's this going to turn into for me? Is it going to change anything we're doing? Um, in the past, that's not always the case. It's kind of like you're just checking a partnership compliance box, but if we can start showing them a value that that's a totally different story then. Yeah. I mean, and, and there, there's, there's knock on benefits to that too. So you get people very, very strong technicians, doing good solution design and delivery, handling large products, you know, at scale for enterprise customers, and, and you get that record of success. 
And a partner with those credentials then becomes someone who a customer looks at and says, you know, I need to do this. There's risk involved for me if I, for example, am taken down by a ransomware attack or something. And so I want to go with someone who has the credentials and the reputation uh, for success with this. And it's much less risky for me to go with Veeam because the Veeam practitioners have a track record. And I know they're a known quantity through these certification programs. I know that that's a badge that says they'll succeed. You know, that becomes a huge benefit to not only to the customer because they have that surety and the confidence, but also to the partner because that's a skill that's in demand, right? Is is I don't mess these things up because I am, you know, VMCA or I have my VMCSE. You know, that badge of, of, uh, of warranty, if you will, is something that's hugely valuable. And so that's the goal. You know, we want to accomplish that for these programs. And you only do it through quality and you only do it through having a good tool set uh, that, you're, that you're giving these people to be successful with. So that's where we want to go. You know, that, that's the goal. So off the cuff, cuff question that you may not have the stats for in front of you, but I'm just curious, it's popped into my head. So we launched the 2023 slash V12 exam just a few months ago. What, what kind of success rate are you seeing on that exam so far? Ah, okay. So I don't have the stats in front of me for pass the pass fail scores, but there's one interesting statistic I can throw out for you right now. And that is, all the people that took the self-paced training, because that's something that I've been really focused on, has been really near and dear to my heart, who have sat the exam, have passed it. We have had nobody sit the exam and fail who's gone through the self-paced training so far. So I look at that and I say, that's a really interesting correlation because, as you know, people have had – the VMCE exam has had a reputation for being very difficult for people to pass. Question I always ask is: Is it the preparatory training that's and and that's making it difficult, or is it the exam itself? You know, the bar is set at the point at a point that's just too difficult for for people to pass. So I think you know we're seeing in that correlation two things: one, the training's really good, and two, we did a really good job with the psychometric side of things in constructing the assessment for the twelve one exam new version 12 exam, uh, sorry, excuse me, I should say, uh, 12 one's not coming, is coming out in, at the end of Q1, but for the V12 exam. So the difference, the delta between, you know, 11 and 12, um, I'm confident that we are in a much better position to be fairly assessing people's skills with the version 12 exam. And I know we're on target with the training that we built for it, at least the self-paced training is. That's good. There was, there, so as somebody who helped to write the update questions for it, yeah. The biggest thing I thought was tremendous when it came down to really scrutinizing questions as folks were writing them and we were reviewing them was that minimally qualified candidate. Yes. I, I would, if somebody brought up a question, I'd be like, is this something that a minimally qualified candidate either A, could figure out between the class and their prior experience or B, needs to know to be a successful VM engineer based on what we're doing here? Um and there were a lot of questions that were massively altered because of that strong definition that we could keep going back to. Um, and I think that that has definitely helped. There's, there's always been a history of if it wasn't challenging the Veemers, it wasn't a good test. Well, who should know the product better than anybody except the people that live and breathe it 24-7 that work at the company, right? You know, if your email address is veem.com, you, you ought to know it inside and out. And the test should be easy for you. So that that was one of the problems we had in the past. I think we got through that. We've been working through it in the last several versions. I felt like on this version, we got further along with it. 
Yeah. So, I mean, basically what you're talking about is the application of psychometric science, right? So, you know, you sat down with those, with the experts and some of these people have a PhD in psychometrics. And so they know, all right, here's the target, the minimally qualified candidate, as you said, is, is a person who meets all the criteria for success as you've defined in that particular job role. So you have a model and you make sure that you adhere very closely to the model. So the assessment's fair. It's very easy to wander out of the what is fair zone if you're not using that framework and if you're not applying the science very rigorously during the development process for the certification exam, right? So that just shows that when we apply the science, we get the result and it shows up, you know, in, in the, the success rates with the exam. So, you know, we'll continue to apply that science and we'll continue to teach people like you you know, inside Veeam, you know, the ins and outs of, of psychometrics and how we actually use these, use that in these programs to keep the assessments fair and to keep the training aligned with the goals for the skills we're trying to impart, right? So, you know, we do that, we do our job, <clears throat> you know, we're a technology company, we should be all about the science. As long as we stick to that, uh, we're good to go. I love that. And I love being part of the process because I do get a lot of feedback from partners, my other teammates uh, within Veeam, get a lot of feedback. So I bring all that to set, you know, and it really helps us. I think we've, we've begun to write much better exams when they're not written in a bubble, when we bring yeah. in that external feedback, you know, I'm not saying bring in X, maybe, maybe I'm saying, I know other companies bring in external people to write exam questions. Maybe that's something we do someday. I don't know. But as long as we're keeping those folks in mind, as we do it, we're going to have a better product and, and it's already showing. Yeah, one of the things that we've done in other programs uh, that I've that I've worked on, you know, um, at VMware Nutanix, for sure, was over time you do bring in people who are not Veeam employees uh, to actually do your exam development, partners and even customers, because having that sort of broad subject matter expert pool helps you, you know, just with different perspectives, it can speed up uh, your exam development. And as these programs grow, when you're trying to support, you know, six, eight, 10, 12 different certification programs, having that large pool of subject matter experts is critical. You, you can't always go back to the same people, you know, inside Veeam, they'd just be doing that 24 seven. Right? So you have to have that larger pool, but you bring them in. And as you bring them in, you train them on the science so that they're experts at doing this. Not just not just experts with the technology, but also experts with the enablement and assessment process. So, you know, we will do that. And if you're a partner out there and you're listening to this, and you're like, wow, you know, I'd really like to get involved in, you know, more involved in the enablement stuff and in, in the assessments, you know, building these building these assessment programs and these certification exams. Good news for you is that, you know, there will be an avenue for you to participate in that in future. Yeah, and it's great. We have great programs that probably have valuable resources for us already built. The Veeam Vanguards, the Legends, the, the MVPs within Veeam. We, we should have no problems finding candidates to help when the time comes. So I'm, I'm excited about that. If there's one thing I think Veeam has, it's a great community out there um, that we can pull from. Yeah, we'll continue you know, to, to build these programs out, but also build them up. Uh, and one of the goals that I have for absolutely establishing, you know, an X level architect uh, certification that's equivalent to, you know, VMware's VCDX in terms of, of the, the breadth and, and depth of knowledge that you need. And also the impact in the ecosystem, right, where, where you can sit down in front of a G, G2000 customer, you know, and find your feet and do a solution design for them around the Veeam product. So, you know, that's something we do, we're going to want to do. And that's something where it's really critical to have 
uh, engagement in developing those programs uh, from your from your channel partners and also from your customers. So, and those are very you know those kinds of programs they carry a lot of weight, uh, and they tend to be sort of you know uh, crowning achievements for people who are or involved uh, in in the Veeam ecosystem, it would be for them. So having you know that kind of traction and, and getting people involved in those kinds of program builds super critical. It's also f- a lot of fun, uh, and you know the results are are really you know gratifying. People love to get those kinds of certifications. You know the the CCIE level, you know VCDX level, MPX level certs. And, uh, you know, if you're in the first five or 10, you know, people really, really like low numbers. <laughs> so, you know, we'd really, we'd, we'd like to start getting people involved in that, you know, in, in 2024, we're going to kick off, uh, the, the, the program to develop, you know, our, our X level certification. So uh, that's something that will be out there for the community as well. That's awesome. It's quite a vision that that's out there now. I, I love, it's not just iterate on the VMCE, iterate on the VMCA. There's, there's a long-term vision of what wants to be done and it's way beyond anything we've ever done before but it definitely i mean we're not just vbr anymore so it makes sense i I love the vision that's been put together um i think partners are going to be excited about it so you know we'll see what the future holds right yeah well veeam is the leader right and leaders lead so you know we're going to keep growing and we're going to keep going and and you know we have a vision and we're going to execute on it and hopefully everybody's going to come along with us for the ride. And I think it's going to be a great one. I, I do too. And Mark, I just want to say thank you for this time today. Um, you're recording this as we're heading into the holiday season. So I know what everybody's time is like. So I appreciate you taking the time out to do this. Um, I think this is super important information for partners and beyond. So this is something that actually the partners can listen to this. And there's nothing blocking an end user from listening to this podcast either, but share the information. Um, Veeam education is going to skyrocket over the next year and years to come. Uh, Thank you again. I appreciate you taking the time. Sure. Great talking to you, Eric, and happy holidays to everybody who's listening. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in the new year. This has been Veeam Partner Perspectives with Eric Doherty. Thank you for listening.